Hello, and this is Stephen Mooney. I'm here to talk to you about one of our proud sponsors on the 4i Radio Network. They are called America Joy Print Shop. If you're looking to do business cards, flyers, posters, banners, cut vinyl, car wraps, and more, then definitely check out AmericaJoy.com for more information. And tell them the Fern set you. You are listening to the Arcade Brothers only on the 4i Radio Network, the Fern. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Arcade Bros. I am Player One, Sebo, of course, with my co-host Player Two, Kyle, and this is episode number seventy-one. We're getting up there. Uh, of course, you can find us at arcade-bros.com, part of the Four Eyed Radio Network, the Fern. For more information, visit fouriradio.com. To listen to our shows, you can find us on fouriradio.com, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, BlackBerry Podcast. Dictor- Whatever. Directory. Twitter directory. Blueberry podcast directory. Miro Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, SoundCloud, and Player FM. We are brought to you, of course, by America Joy Print Shop, the official sponsors of the 4i Radio Network. Business cards, flyers, posters, banners, cut vinyls, car wraps, and more. Visit AmericaJoy.com for more information and tell them the Fern sent you. Also, don't forget, Raven Designs illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquirers, Visit ravencruise.com. Before we get into our normal segments of the week, Kyle, we have some shout-outs this week. You want to give them a... You got it. We have at Kevin Pibus. We have at Chinbeard. At Bernie underscore says. Yarg. Chinbeard. Says says so. Yeah, Chinbeard's pretty cool. Uh, I was like, oh, that's a great, like, handle. Like, who never thought of Chinbeard before? Uh, At Ranger Command PH. A uh, new show on the Four Eyed Radio Network at Flufferfish, at Victor Lid Holt, at well, Toby, at Snut Design or Snooty Design, and then at Super Droid Radio. Thank you Super all for your recent follows and or tweets. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, <laughs> apparently, the old um, radio network that we used to be with, uh, mm. they have called it quits. Oh, really? They're done. They packed it up and they said no more. So uh, we want to also we just want to say I actually want to say thank you to them beforehand because they did give us an opportunity when we first started out to give us a chance and then we went now was that Casador yes so Casador Radio is no longer yep, doing any programs doing or I guess uh, they decided to call it quits it's, it happens you know hey I mean yeah best part about being on the podcasting one is that there's so many out there that I and they've had so many years of experience. That they could probably go anywhere with it. Yeah, they, they could decide what, to pick it back figure, up later, you know, do their own thing. Well, I wish them all the best because I know I knew uh, Gregory Darkside Holmes. We actually went to school with him. Oh yeah. Uh, so he was a uh, he was in our program too, the game art and design. So you know, obviously, uh, I've heard a couple of their shows recently, like Comic Chaos and stuff. They had some really good shows. Yeah. Hope to hear back from them. Hope to see maybe out of Comic Con or something else. You know, catch yeah, up. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it's just you but, know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I know one uh, person. I think they have stuff going on in their personal life. I assume, uh, and then the other one, he just wants to focus on his filmmaking career. So and that like, happens. You know, it happens. So yeah, you kind of get. A... I I did, did want to just branch out and say, you know, thank you guys for giving us at least, you know, you gave us about six months on your network for a bit when we first started our first podcast and exactly. got us a feel. Actually, if it wasn't for them, we probably 
probably would have never started our right, own. Right, because you would have had no we clue had where no you idea were going. Anything. And... So I do, I do want to thank them. So and best of luck to them. You know, really, it's like you know, nothing, no, you know, no bad blood and everything like that. So exactly, but, wish uh, you all the Kyle, best. Kyle, uh, of course, I know this is the first. I'm surprised. This is the first time this week Kyle has not have Skyrim in his notes of what he's been playing this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what have you been playing? This I've week? actually been really addicted to the Pikmin 3 for the Wii U. Now, Kyle, this is the funny part. Kyle, with all the different video games that are out there, anytime, it was as, as soon as GameCube came out and this game Pikmin was developed, Kyle has just been hooked on these oh, games. Oh, yeah. So, I, for whatever reason, when we went to play it at that, uh, we used to do the like, Nintendo Club, yes. the GameCube Club. We went down there, and every year they'd have the Pikmin or Pikmin 2. And that was the game that I was drawn to. I liked it a lot because obviously it's an original Miyamoto game, yeah. uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. And what I love about it is just the simplicity and that you actually feel like there's actually what I like about this version, Pikmin 3, is you can branch off so you can actually have like three or four things going at once. And as long as all the Pikmin are either within your group or around the base, you're fine. Like you don't have to worry about like, oh, there's one hiding around oh, okay. somewhere. Um, and what I really liked about it was like I leave a girl, I leave the woman sometimes there, she starts picking them for me. I then send her to a place and they start breaking down a wall while I'm doing something else. And then they oh, let you know cool. like, hey, what's going on? Uh, strategy-wise, it's really cool because there's some parts where we went back into this area and I noticed there was this little ledge. So I said, huh, I wonder what we could do there. So I started just launching Pikmin and I forgot that you could throw uh, your characters as well. Oh, yeah. That's so right. I picked her up and I threw her. So she got up on this ledge. I had her gather all the Pikmin. I sent him back to the place to go start picking Pikmin. Now, question. And then we weren't further. And sure enough, it was like a hidden area. We had no clue. Like, oh, I had no idea this now, area was up there. question for you. Do you have a Wiimote and Nunchuck? <clears throat> I don't have the Wiimote and Nunchuck, but I did see that Best Buy had a special right now. You could get a Wiimote and I think it was either Nintendo Land or one of the Mario games. It's like a Mario Wiimote. Yeah, they have a Mario and Luigi one. Luigi one. You can get but that in a game saying, for 39 to, because your new, your new Wii U plays Wii games, That's you, true. Could, you could actually pick up Pikmin 1 and 2. I believe it's a combo pack exactly. for the Wii, which I actually thought about picking up, but I was like, well, let me. I want to get Pikmin 3 first, and then if I want to And that's kind of what I'm waiting for, too, because I would like to get the combo pack. I did beat Pikmin 1, and I loved it. Yeah, me Pikmin too. 2, I played I a never, decent portion. I never played Pikmin 2, but that was the first time they developed co-op with it. It was co-op, and the thing I, that I thought was weird was they took away the the time frame because what you could do is in Pikmin 2 is all of a sudden you're like oh shit it's like midday you go underground and then the time stops and uh. you're underground so and the aspect of like playability it made sense but then like I spent like almost three or four hours underground where what I like about Pikmin is you go you're playing and it does do the same thing where sometimes you go inside something and like it time stops while you're in there mm -hmm. but what I like is those areas are a lot smaller, so you don't have to worry about, like, oh, I spent, like, six hours in yeah. here, and now I'm late to work, and I'm going to get fired. Like, that's why I like about Pikmin is because it's, it's short Wait, maps. You've yeah. Been getting, you hear, like, you've been getting fired from work now because of all the time. Pikmin is the worst <laughs> thing for Kyle. Pikmin I know, Kyle's like, uh, Kyle's like, you, Kyle's going to go to, like, uh, uh, he's like, do you have a, I start I'm whistling. to heroin, I'm addicted yeah. to crack, I'm addicted to Pikmin. I just start whistling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, a question for you now are yes. you do you like playing as uh, Olimar in the Smash Bros games when uh, I actually haven't really touched him as much I know he's there and I like the concept of him but uh, I never actually like really well, I know on I know him. he was just introduced in Smash Bros Brawl and then I know he is coming back I believe Sweet. in the new one which is weird I think this, he's a cool character this is the first one that they're not really I think they might just be calling it Smash Bros because they haven't given it like a, like tag. a title or like, the first melee. one was just called Smash Bros and the second one was called Melee and then the third one was called Brawl and this is the first one and the the 
funny part is they haven't even talked about if they're doing like a huge story mode again like they did mm. in Brawl, which was like a huge amazing like like that was really fun about that and unlocking the characters through that way. But they have of course uh, introduced a new character that's going to be playable. It's going to be Diddy Kong Yay. has shown up as well as Little Mac. I think was also introduced last week as well. I know we touched upon that. And speaking of which, you were uh, playing a new game this week that we actually just got done playing. Yeah, Kyle, I sat down. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropic Freeze was just released on Friday. Uh, jumped on it. I have to first off say graphics are beautiful. The HD on that. Uh, played a lot of the single player. Uh, not too far. I think I'm on like almost to the second level boss. Um, levels are really in depth. Really like well done, put together. I mean, literally you're just side scrolling, but you see like all this background detail that's just like ridiculous. Uh, Kyle and I sat down and played. It was actually a lot more enjoyable because Kyle and I try to play Donkey Kong Country Return for the Wii uh, two player mode. And what I like about this one is there's not so much movement with the because you basically could use basic controllers with this game and you don't have to sit there and do this whole like i gotta shake the remote that was the biggest problem i had with the first donkey kong country uh returns game for the wii there was just so much motion with just like oh i'm gonna do this oh, i'm gonna do that this one they simplified it they basically took the concept of when they transferred donkey kong country returns 3d to the 3ds there was no really shaking involved or anything like that you just kind of like played your game grab the barrel so cool part about the game you can use a wii mote you can use a wii mote and a nunchuck you can use oh, nice. the pro controller you can use the uh the game pattern or anything like that so uh cool part is kyle and i were playing now if you play the second player you have the choice of picking between diddy kong and dixie kong and i had no idea he was a playable character but you could also pick cranky kong mm -hmm. uh is a character you can play as well so uh the game's really fun kyle and i had a blast what do, what do you think do you think it's uh, surprisingly yeah the controls i felt were really easy to pick up like after f dying a million times because it's fun to do and annoy steve but it's actually actually really intuitive once you start realizing like oh it makes sense this to grapple this to jump this to run run um and what i like about it too is like the i get distracted because there's a lot that goes on in the backgrounds and stuff and you're kind of wanting to watch everything mm -hmm. but i felt like the game has a good pacing there's a good animation where instead of just like a standard platform where just like yeah jump go bank it's like things collapse things break things grow and shrink and like it's really fun like i thought it's very intuitive yeah even the details with like the bad guys even the cool part with bad guys like you'll see like you'll see normal penguins and you'll see like penguins with like viking hats on the penguin. uh you have penguins that have just helmets on and then when you hit them they flip over and you can pick them up and use them as like weapons they even have a penguin that shoots like fish at you like an archer yeah. so a whole lot we played our first boss battle which was kind of unique too it was uh uh we played against the sunny the like, seal yeah the thought seal. he was real but 49.95 he's a deal with sunny what that's from uh fresh prince of bel-air that's like when carlton was like you know they wanted to celebrate will's birthday and he instead he went off and went to the, like this party with uh. some friends and they're like what where were you dude like we got you all the stuff and so he carl carlisle was all like you know and i bought you that cake not just any cake sunny the seal you know the one on tv and he starts singing the jingle oh, and he I've starts going did. like nuts i was it. i thought you were about to go with like i'll catch you stinky pete ah, cha -cha -cha -cha. well the other way you could do is the morgan freeman with him being like i couldn't believe all the violence with all the penguins <laughs> Oh, that too. But uh, yeah, so of course, uh, Kyle and I sat down and played that. I've been playing again Mega Man 3. I trying to figure out like what is going on with this game. It's like every time I play it, it's like I beat like three bosses so far. And then the rest of the levels is just all like I can barely get through the levels because it's just like, what the hell is going on? With yeah, this? Like, why, so, are, why are they so complicated? Or... Um, and then uh, Pat actually came over yesterday. We recorded All White Tukey. And then we sat down and we played the Aliens vs. Predator arcade game nice. that uh, is a part of the emulator arcade pack. And Kapat, like I played it for a little bit, and Pat and I were playing it, and it was actually really enjoyable. Like we were having fun, 
playing like kind of old school, going back to stuff. Even we picked up, we were playing Narc for a little bit. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, which was fun. So it was kind of cool with this like nostalgia feeling going like. And then Pat, like, it was funny because Pat, like, remembers like half of these games in the arcade and like I don't. And then he's been like so out of touch with video games. So it's just kind of funny. To um, see him kind of come back into it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, but we were having fun. We were just playing. Like, he picked a Predator. I picked another one, uh, like one of the humans or whatnot. And it was just funny because then we were dying laughing because there's a part where like the Marines show up and they start fighting you guys <gasps> for whatever reason. But then it's like, there's these marines that have like guns and then the marines that just have knives yeah, that are coming yeah. at you and you're just all like we ran out of money yeah <laughs> so pat and i were joking right? we we're just all like okay but we're still fierce warriors but yeah so uh, a lot of good stuff i did yeah i remember oh, that game too because you had it from was it a super nintendo no actually that was just the normal predator game. okay that was just predator this is uh this was like an actual game it was by capcom it was in the arcade originally you could pick up to like four characters so there's two predators and two humans um, but yeah, it was one of these games that like, I don't even remember it being in the arcade. So it, it was just odd because that's what I was doing. When I was going through like, uh, different arcade games that I knew I could like download. Like there's the Captain America and the Avengers arcade game. There's, uh, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. So there's all these different ones that you can, uh, play, which is so just like fantastic. But, um, yeah, I also forgot. I played a little bit more of Fable Anniversary. I got fed up with that game cause I got to a part where your rival, the one chick, person it's like you're gary from pokemon yeah, gary. but she's all like let's have a competition and we have to see you can kill the most hobs those little like right, you know, right things so i'm like that's fine so i'm wailing on these things it's taking forever because it's like the beginning of the game or whatnot and every time i go to kill one she runs in hits it and gets the kill for it i'm like right. Are you freaking kitty so i was just like Killing i'm done with kills. you so i took a break from that i'm probably gonna go back to uh, playing kill. some uh you know devil may cry uh, I even remembered some other games I still need to beat, such as the Gears of War, yeah. Judgment, uh, Halo 4. Uh, we still have our Borderlands, uh, Dead Island. There's so many things we got to just sit down and try to play. Sit but, down um, and get through them all. But I will talk about this. Uh, so our character spotlight this week, I had the <laughs> joy of picking... I had the joy of picking them this week because I finally sat down and did stuff. So uh, the character spotlight this week is Tingles. Now, if you don't know who Tingle is, he is the character from uh, the Legend of Zelda series. He's, uh, the game he pretty much premiered in was uh, Majora's Mask. And if you want, before we start, I just I Googled it real quick because I wanted to kind of get some Wikipedia notes, maybe get into the mindset of the creators and the, and the epicness of this character. Definition of tingle, experience or cause to, extre uh, to experience a slight prickling or stinging sensation. Well, I, I did, of course, went to the Zelda wiki. Uh, they got the, some tingle information. Uh, this is some little bit. So his first, he was most famous for Majora's Mask. Uh, Tingle's made his first appearance in the Majora's Mask. He was wearing green tights and accidentally with red, uh, accidentally with red and uh, appearances in various of the Legend of Zelda games so far. He helps out, usually in bizarre ways. He is a talented map maker. His catchphrase is the uh, supposed magic words, Clue... Lou Limpa uh, hyphenated. That's a weird whatever. Uh, in Majora's Max, he states that he in, uh, invented this word, invented these words himself, and asked Link not to steal them. <laughs> yeah. He appears. Don't take my he appearances stuff. believed by some of the base of the the Koji Koda, uh, Nintendo's uh, lead composer. So he was the one who like they based him on basically. Oh, really? It was based on the guy who actually composed a lot like of like some of their music. Nice. So, uh, but picking up his thing, he's also was featured in Oracle of Ages, uh, Wind Waker. He actually played a big role in Wind Waker. He was the one that you had actually to go to him and he would figure out your maps and stuff like that. And yeah, wasn't he the guy who first gives you the camera? 
in Wind Waker? Yes. Like you find him. In, yeah, like, you find area, him in the the lockup. Like, crops out. But like, um, yeah, he was able to. Uh, that was my favorite part because you get to that first island and you find this room and you kind of break in. Yeah. And he just like kind of waddles out like. <laughs> but yeah, he was a big uh, part in that. He would actually you would have to go find his island. Uh, I remember that. And then you would he would you would give him maps and he would help you find Triforce pieces. Yeah, exactly. Basically. He was a huge uh, help in that part. He was also I remember in, how I was just like. What yeah, you because well you needed him just for that, so it's yeah. like at least he played an important part. Uh, he was also in Four Swords Adventure. He was in the Minish Cap. Yes. Um, he also was in Tingle's Balloon Fight DS. Oh. Uh, he man. was also. So uh, non-canon appearances, he was in Super Smash Bros. Melee and Super Smash Bros. Brawl, trophies and stickers. Uh, then there's also been just uh, a bunch of other stuff. Now, there's a few couple of pictures of him from the original. So there's like the original N64 version, which just looks like, what happened? Then there's him from the Wind Waker one, uh, the Minish Cap. Uh, and then there was actually, he wasn't in, he wasn't in actually the last two Zelda games. Um, what was it? Legend of Zelda and the Twilight Princess and right. uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. But however, there was a guy, a huge guy, buff guy that was dressed as Tingles in uh, Twilight Princess when you had to go do some competition. I think it was either to get more arrows for your quiver or I think a heart piece or whatnot. But he's like really, but yeah, he's like this really big riff guy. And then when he talks, he's like, yeah, I don't know, this kind of, I saw this guy and he kind of inspired me. So it was kind of like a callback to. Uh, Tingles in that. So I don't know if Tingles is ever going to become a playable character in Smash Bros. or if he's going to become a trophy that you can, you know, throw out as an item. Nice. Uh, I don't know if Tingles is going to make any more appearances in any upcoming Zelda games. I have a feeling he might. I'm trying to think if he made appearance in the newest Zelda game. I don't think he did, uh, which is the uh, Link Between Worlds. But um, yeah, so that's my character spotlight. Uh, Kyle, was your fondest moments of this? Weird, crazy character. Oh no, wait. He no, that was the beekeeper guy. Never mind. The bee. Oh yeah, they're right. The bee. Guy. There was a bee guy, and that's what I thought. And I was like, the guy's like, I need bees, and I was like, you're <laughs> creepy. Yeah, that guy was pretty uh, sick in the head. Uh, yeah, now I'm looking at that beekeeper Zelda. I don't know. I think my favorite moment was that one with the uh, like I was talking about him in the. Uh, oh my god, the beekeeper's creepy. <laughs> uh, my favorite one was the one with uh, Wind Waker when like. Because I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if Tinkles is going to be back. Because Wind Waker, I remember when it first came out and got launched at like E3, everyone gave it like crap. For oh, it. everyone was pissed. We're like, what the? Because we were expecting, like, we kept seeing all this footage. Yeah, of, we like, kept what seeing like be. all these steel shots of like. And it Link. was the one right after like Majora's and all that. Yeah, those, it was the one so. right after Majora's Mask. And then the funny part is, is, as soon as more and more trailers came out for that game, I fell in love with it. I was like, this is actually the only problem I ever had with Wind Waker, and everybody feel, feels my same uh, thing. It was just way too short. Yeah, I think my favorite part is when you get the tingle t- tuner, and it's like basically if you get stuck, it's a quick hint. It's like your way to yeah, go, yeah. Like, hey, but it looked like a DS. Yes, that's or right. Or a Game Boy Advance, was, I think is what it was. Uh, but yeah, it looked like how like, the DS, the thick DS, and then just how his pose is like, Yes, like here you are, you know. My favorite part is when you shoot him down from the balloons. Yeah, and, he'd and be then like, he falls, and he just goes like, because <laughs> it looks like he breaks his legs, and then his little like, because <laughs> uh, I think Tingles thought he was like a fairy, wasn't he? Yeah, he wanted to. He, I think what it was is his outfit was based on 
the Deku yeah, forest, the Deku tribe, and he yeah. liked the Deku tribe a lot, so he was trying to be like them. But he wasn't. He was just like a normal guy, but he loved the idea. That's why his like costume looks like it's pointy ears and this yeah. and that, so he was trying to be more like them. But I think also a good one I see is Kalu Limpa, and someone did it in Minecraft. Oh, yeah. They've actually made a Tingles in <laughs> Minecraft. It actually looks Oh, yeah, we'll post that when the show goes fun. up then. That's uh, but yeah, funny. that was one of my fondest moments with him in The Wind Waker, because it was just like, it was such a good callback to be like, oh, yeah, I remember him, like how much fun he was. And, yeah. You know, because even in a when I met him in Majora's, like you were kind of at first like, what the heck? Yeah, I remember I, at first I was like, I hate this character. But then like as you got to like see him more and more, you're like, oh, this guy's pretty fun. So yeah, well, so at least he's like a, it's a good character. I think it was a, it was actually one of the first. Uh, that was like I want to say one of maybe like the one of the first new characters that we've seen in a Zelda game in quite some time because literally yeah, because usually it's the, they just kind of kept ca- to the couple same main. you know names. And yeah, stuff that's like that. why I kind of noticed is like with Wind Waker when you finally started getting or with Zelda in general when you finally got into like an open world. You finally got to see more of the Zoras, the Gorons. Yeah, Zoras. You got to Zorons. see more of like Epona and like these yeah. characters, and uh, so I think like they've just kept building on it. So now you're having these worlds of that's like, oh why my goodness. I'm super excited, and I really hope they do it. I really hope they make it a online fun game. You can switch back and forth to different characters. But that new Legend of Zelda game that's coming out is by the same people who did like the Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. Um, I I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be a huge push because this is like the first Zelda game that's not part of canon. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be kind of different to see, and it's also kind of surprising that nintendo is letting another company kind of touch legend of zelda the only time they've ever done that was with capcom oh yeah and capcom really all they did was make kind of like a mini game to be attached to uh one of their already like big games and then it wasn't until later that they were like here you go you can do a four swords kind of game with it so um speaking of which if you guys had a 3ds and you did not get the chance to download the free version of basically get the game for free of the four swords then you missed out people exactly what's really cool too is they've been there's been a lot of pushes lately with the lego community they're trying to get like all these legos made well there's one if you went to the toy expo uh that just happened this week and if you look up nintendo toys like they have a lot of smash brothers toys coming out uh, the Ganondorf and the Link look phenomenal. Like they have swords. The sword actually like sheaths in the mm-hmm. thing. He's got like a really good look. Well, some guy is actually working on like a concept art for possible like a Zelda a Lego game, and it's really cool because even Navi the fairy is just like one of those round pieces. Oh yeah, with the wings attached to the back, so it's like really cool. It looks yeah, like I actually they saw a... that people wanted to see. They said, uh, I th- I'm trying to remember where I posted. Yeah, it was like it. a Legend of Zelda set. It was the the thing that got voted this time was the Ghostbusters set. Yes. Uh, but then it was like the Baton that set. Then it was like the Zelda. There was even our yeah, I would like set. to see uh, Legend of Zelda Lego like set. I think that would be phenomenal. So um, they plus you could have so many characters just to see how like some of these characters would be put together. Especially like the Tingles. Tingles would probably be kind of like the uh, the Hobbits where they have the smaller legs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you'd probably get a great pull. I would love to see what's her face, the Twilight Princess, her little form or whatnot in a Lego uh, Ganon. Especially just Ganondorf being in normal Lego form and then making oh, him yeah. a huge like kind of. I mean. There's so many things you could do with it. So, uh, yeah, because like his just, dark magic could be the what builds him to be the big, uh, you know, yeah, behemoth and stuff. All this so. kind of stuff. So that would be kind of like that'd be kind of really cool to see. But the toys look really good. They look really detailed, and obviously, like you can see, kind of get a glimpse of uh, future movies coming. Obviously, like Godzilla, they had the new poster where you can actually see the figure. That you can get the the new Godzilla, what he looks like. They have a th- uh, picture yes. of, the, of him. Yeah, the poster was just released for that too, so but, I'm um, excited for that. And I said a game's in the works too, like King of Monsters. Are going to be doing that again with Ooh. where you play as Godzilla and have to take out that some monsters. Cool, so yeah. pretty much see. I'm so, not sure if it'll be more of like an arcade game, like a fighting game, or if it'll be more like 3D and what. So yeah, we will find out. But yeah, I definitely like it. I like the I like Tingle's character, and I know uh, the big news that hit this week, which was surprising took a lot of people off guard 
was Irrational Games, the makers yeah. of Bioshock. Uh, they've actually closed down, and the uh, creator has actually scaled down the team to only about a handful of people. Um, luckily, good news is what, what we like about the gaming community is a lot of the people who had worked there have already gotten work somewhere else. Yes. A lot of game companies open their doors. We're like, come work for us. You know, we'd obviously love to have you. Uh, but whatever reason, um, creator Ken Levine decided to say, you know, he wants to move to a smaller team. Uh, he's working on more narrative heavy games where it's more based on storyline and things like this as opposed to, you know, maybe more action, which is what those games kind of became. Yeah, so basically what we're probably going to get from this is the last couple of DLCs from Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And then that'll be, I still have to finish the one that came out for it, the first one. And the second one I think is due out sometime this year. Um, of the DLC where you go back to Rapture. So <laughs> what I love though is like all the comments underneath. People were like, "Whoa!" They were surprised because they thought like, "Did Bioshock not do well?" Yeah. Now the game itself sold for about sixty bucks a pop. Yes. And it sold over three point seven million copies. So they did just they fine. did just fine. They yeah. did very well. They think they said it cost them about a mil to two mil to make. So they definitely not only broke even, mm -hmm. but they actually made a profit. But one of the comments was, uh, "What? Why? Like, why did Bioshock not do well?" And the comment below had said, uh, "There is no why. They're irrational." <laughs> so a lot of people were like calling him out, saying that the guy was selfish and being like, you know, a thing. But it's again, it's his company. Okay, I don't so know. What, I don't know to... what this guy's talking about. So the guy right below the one that just said that, he goes, "No one liked Bioshock. It was a flop series. I never liked it because it was just another Call of Duty, <laughs> but with a steampunk horror aspect. People need to realize that we need varieties in this world. I'm not surprised. Bioshock came out well before the Call of Duty got popular." Because Call of Duty was out Call for like Duty, ever. Call of Duty was out forever. Now, you're trying to tell me that it's just a ripoff of Call of Duty. Last time I checked, Call of Duty didn't have an aspect of any kind of magic or anything like that. Uh, it's in, it took place in a really cool time period. You took place in a fictional world. So I don't know what he's talking Again, about. Again, I'm probably just comparing shooter to shooter, and you can't do that. Call he, of Duty is a shooter where you have a gun and you shoot people. And Bioshock was strategy. Yes, it was Bioshock was a, Bioshock equipping, was a, leveling uh, Bioshock up. Bioshock was uh, what um, Borderlands is. It's like a, yeah. like a first-person RPG, RPG because there yeah. was leveling up. Yeah. There was putting things together. You had together, to upgrade your weapon, upgrade your weapons, upgrade all that this. kind of stuff. So I hate when people do this. Like, Don't get me wrong. I like Call of Duty. Well, okay? I like about yeah, Call of Duty, you can walk into anywhere and blow people up. You yes. can just shoot everybody. If you have a bazooka, you can use it all the time and kill everything. Yes. Whereas in this game, if you used a bazooka a lot of times, then the uh, creatures in the game would actually know where you were, and mm -hmm. then they would be like a bigger firefight and more trouble. So you had to learn to hack things. Yeah, you had there, to learn to program and do thing. things. And yeah, uh, it's trap. a strategy game, and yeah. that, that's the thing I hate. Okay, you can't – okay, that'd be like comparing uh, – the only way I could see you comparing Call of Duty to another game is maybe Halo. Because right, Halo yeah, yeah. is kind of like a military-based game. You fight aliens and stuff like that, corridor shooter, kind of like the same thing, except Halo gives you a little bit of a niche because you have the vehicle base. Right. You do have vehicles in Call of Duty, but, but they're it's not still as, first person, but it's yeah. not an, as elaborate as you when you play the vehicles in the Halo game. So, um, because the vehicles in Halo are 3D, like you're in third person, you can see around you, where you're still in the boat and stuff in like, Call of Duty, you're just looking straight ahead. There's no way for you to be like, can I zoom out here and see what's around me? This guy put, so why why, so why so the Bioshock didn't sell? Funny, it, this is why it was free on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah, I, a lot of people were just kind of taken back. Uh, but I guess, yeah, the Burial Seas could do to come out. It has come out. And then... Uh, uh, you know what? Fuck yeah. this guy. I'm calling him out. So uh, Christopher Pitcher, you're an idiot. Yeah, okay, uh, you can't dumb. compare Call of Duty to Bioshock. It's... 
First off, if it was such a flop series, then how come they've had how three, many? four? They had about DLCs, three games name and yeah. a bunch of DLCs. Plenty and, of cosplay. And I hate to break it to you, but we did kind of see a line for that game. Yeah, we we never saw a line for Call of Duty. Oh yeah, Call of Duty Ghost. When yeah, that came nothing. out. That was a horrible thing. No, it's outsold Call of Duty Ghost. Was the Mario? 3. Yeah, the Mar. The, there was more people in line Mario, for Mario yeah. 3D World than there was for the Call of Duty Ghost. So sorry. So to say. and because what was Call of Duty Ghost was a copy of Call of Duty. Yeah. This Call of Duty. This Call. Of Duty. It's like they've all. It's been the same game. Yeah, it is the There's same different game. Weaponry, okay. You know. Look at. Okay, I got into Modern Warfare. That was my first Call of Duty yeah. game. Okay. And World of War was mine by mistake. It was a really good game. <laughs> That's the thing. Out of all the games that I played so far, Call of Duty, the, my favorite one is World at War, which everybody hates. Everybody's like, I hate this game. World of War, yeah. I thought was my favorite. World game. World of War was actually challenging. It had uh, a good story. Then you did. Then you did Modern Warfare Two. Okay. Uh, not really a big Still deal. Still modern. What the weird part was, there was that supposed like huge twist at the end. You're like, okay, and then you which to the- me was kind of like I kind of called it halfway yeah, through. Yeah, that's what I was like too. And then the third game comes out, and then it was just like the okay spoilers for people who haven't played everyone modern warfare dude. is alive. No, the main guy soap dies. Oh yeah, yeah. Of and course. you're like okay because so then, then you play as the other guy. That then everyone you play as someone, so you know what Call of Duty has just been rehashing the same thing over and over again. The only thing, the only reason why you probably don't like Bioshock is because their multiplayer isn't the same as Call of Duty. Which guess what? Call of Duty, every time a Call of Duty game comes out, you know what everyone does? They play multiplayer and they go, oh, wait, this sucks compared to last time. And everyone goes back to the, the, previous, the version. previous version. Until it catches up. Until yeah. it catches up. So, you know what? Okay, again, Christopher Pitcher, go fuck yourself. Uh, You're my new bitch now. You know what? I used to hate mm, Michael Bay, but now I hate mm, you because you mm, can't compare. Mm, that would be me going mm, like, oh, man, Legend of Zelda is too much like. God, Wind Waker and like Call of Duty are so alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so just copied alike, each they other. They just copied each other, man. With tingles and everything. Everything, man. So, yeah, that is a big shock. That's the big Bioshock. What is this? Uh, Yeah, nothing. No, the next one coming out. It's kind of like... Yeah, Oculus Rift. I don't know if you heard about this. Oculus Rift is basically that new headset that they're trying to make. It's like a virtual reality thing. Yes, we were actually supposed to have uh, Josh come on and show us that. So what is cool about it is like what someone just did, and we'll post the video. It's pretty cool. Uh, This company called Vicon Games has made a 3D version of the first uh, Zelda. Oh. So when you have to like find the guy with the sword, you go down and it's like facing you. Like instead of the guy being a top-down view, the guy's like, don't go it alone, take this, and you have the sword. Yeah. And as you're running around, like the Octos, and everything are right at you. It's all 3D. It's all pixelated. Uh, they, it was still beta because there was a part where he went to go to like the store underground and it said like not available at this time. Like it just was like a pixel. But it was really fun. Like it looked like he was running around doing stuff. Now I've said the guy was an idiot and didn't know how to play the game because there's parts where he's like, "Why is it beeping?" It's like you know that beep if you've ever played the Zelda game. So I kind of was kind of a little bit like taken aback by that because this guy had no clue. Like he never played Zelda the first time. So for for any nostalgic plus fans, he's taking like fucking forever just to get yeah. to the stupid. Yeah, he well, he reads the thing. He does this and like so once I the don't game. Care. Show me yeah, the like once game. the game. So now gets... the game's starting up. I'm seeing it. Okay, you can see all your stuff at top. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the whole thing is like kind of like a Minecraft. Exactly. That's kind of what they're. Uh, saying about it, it's similar to that. And then what? Oh the- yeah, wow! Look at that. He goes into there. There's the guy looking at it. It's dangerous to go along. Take this. Yeah, we're gonna we'll post this when this. And then there's about. another video too where somebody else took uh, another game that you could actually download right now called Mega Man 8 Bit Deathmatch V Version 3. Uh huh. And basically, it's the same kind of premise, but imagine you got the Mega Man Blaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like you can run around uh, shooting like your friends, and they are just like Top Man and Guts Man, and they all come at you and. 
And so it looks pretty fun and like uh, it looks pretty intense, but it uses the same feature with the Oculus. Yeah. Where you'll be running around in the 3D world trying to shoot at things. So we'll post both those videos. Yeah, speaking of which, yeah, Josh, uh, he was going to come on, I think, either this week or next week. He was actually had a pair of the Oculus, we're going to find out. But I have some, I got. I actually, gotta, I want to put this out here because I just found out. So him and uh, another buddy of mine, Zach, both had a show last night. They play in a band. They've been practicing forever and stuff like that. Uh, so they go to the Salem Inn to have their show, and somebody decided to break into Josh's car and steal all of his equipment. Oh, so lovely. he lost his computer. He lost a lot of his band stuff. So I'm just all like, so this happened in Tempe. So if you see anybody trying to uh, pawn, it much pawn any of this kind of stuff, report it because they did do a police report and stuff like that, but I just think it's just bullshit because I'm like, these guys have been, these guys are good. Like they're a really good band. I've heard them play music before and stuff like that. I haven't heard any of their new stuff, which I was really excited to hear. And then this kind of crap happens. It just kind of pisses me off that like, you know, this kind of crap happens to good people. So, well, it seems like this week there's been a trend. There was a friend, Aaron Gallo from Starfleet had his phone yeah, stolen at his school. Phone too. We had the gentleman who Eric Berry just got back from the toy fair and his car was hit. Like oh, yeah. his car was parked and someone just hit it and ran. And you had this friend of yours, Josh, with his car getting beating into. And then I have people trying to steal my brain all the time. That's why I wear this tinfoil hat. Like I don't get it. Like what the uh, hell is going on? Kyle, no one's Toby? trying to steal your brain. Toby's trying to steal my brain right now. He's not even here. Wait, you mean to tell me I'm that this a, cat actually, does I'm not exist? I'm addicted to this now. I want this game. I want to play this game. This is yeah. such a cool like idea. concept. Yeah, and I think it's pretty neat because people are saying like it'll be cool when you're fighting boss fights and stuff too because you'll have that bow and arrow like this. Then yeah, you have to use it. And what's really cool is if you like it, Oculus Rift. There's a guy who's developed it, but for Skyrim. So oh, now you yeah. like you're like this, and like if you want to use magic, you have to put your hand out. Uh, if you have a weapon, you have to actually swing and stuff, and it picks so, it up. So uh, if you think about it, which is kind of funny. Now I think it was back in I want to say the early '90s, oh, virtual reality. Yeah. There was virtual reality, which that. was a huge thing, and I remember that. I, actually, it was Incredible Universe that's now Fry's Electronics exactly. had a virtual thing now. Now, if you think about it, we're kind of going back to that point where we're trying, we're putting on the goggles again. We're trying to do. We want to be like, more immersive. We're doing yeah. uh, like motion capture now, like we're doing like with all the connects and the the cameras and the motion thing. It's like it's kind of funny that video. Uh, it's kind of funny. Fashion seems to turn around. I would say every ten years, like we go back to something that was like ten years ago. Yeah, was it Ultimate uh, Electronics or was it? Uh... Was it something else called the Ultimate Universe or something? Maybe like? Universe, like I forget. Some that I'm trying to find the image because I remember because it was stupid. It was like you and another player and a dragon. You had a dragon flying around. You had a gun and you could shoot like these little like pee things. So it was weird. I remember that game. I remember that too because that was the one game that I could beat Ryan at. And I remember he got pissed because I actually killed him in that game. Yeah. But it was pretty fun. Like I like the idea because then like all of a sudden you're moving and like you start actually like really walking because you get the sensation that you're actually moving in a game. So. I always thought that was neat. I always thought, like, yeah, that's the wave of the future, man, wave of the future. And then, like, we retract back to console games because it was just so much easier. It was more easier to develop and get out because just because the technology hadn't caught up with, like, the cost per ratio. Like, you would have to have that entire system yeah. to even just move in a game. And, like, now they're coming yeah, up with now a visor. They have the, I mean, Josh is showing me, like, pic like, videos of the optical and stuff like that. So it was just kinda, it's just kind of – it's just strange that like we're kind of going back to this thing and it took us almost like 20 years yeah, to go back to, to kind of like compatible. this virtual reality thing. But What's really funny too is if you look at people, there's a guy who posted a video a while back and I have to find it where he's using Google Glass but he's acting like it's virtual reality oh, yeah. and he's like going up to people like touching their face being like, it feels so real. <laughs> and you just see people look, I mean he's recording it the whole time so you see just people like looking at him like, what the fuck? Like they're not sure if he's like, they, some of them even ask him like, are you blind? Yeah. Because like the way he's like acting, he's just like, whoa, look at the water he like starts splashing his face he's like it's so real and some guys that walks by is like don't drink that you know like it's just like it was really funny how they did that's it that's funny uh, I found this story and I thought it was weird. I had no idea there was actually like trying 
to get the lowest score possible in Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Yeah. So apparently the score with a uh, longtime readers may be remembering a, a case, not enter, entirely sure, but who beat Super Mario with a final score of just 600 points. Oh, nice. uh, due to the parts of the sequence necessary Goombas, it had to take three years, but he finally beat the record and minimal possible score of 500 points. Now. Oh, nice. Uh, so he's lowered it. Lowered yeah, the so bar. He, so he lowered it by uh, like 100 uh, but yeah, so I had no idea that there was like such a, like a way to actually, uh, well, you figure you break, you break a block here, you do this, you do that, like those points add up. So you like, imagine, yeah, how difficult it would be to try and get to the end of the game without scoring like a lot of points. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because before you would always be trying to get the, the highest score, you yeah. want to get the highest score as possible. But now it's like, yeah, it would be kind of tricky just not to get like so many. Yeah. That was actually, there's actually some game playthroughs I've actually seen of people playing Legend of Zelda without getting the sword. Oh, really? Like the very first thing, trying to play it through that, which I think is like, how do you do that? But but then again, if you think about it, if you're able to get money and all that kind of stuff, you could buy all the other weapons you need to buy and just use that throughout the game. But That is true. But then again, like, yeah, the sword is kind of like the main, yeah. your, your brunt of the thing. I mean, it shoots lasers. Like, why wouldn't you want that sword? But you, but you, shoots fucking laser beams. <laughs> That's such a piece of crap sword, isn't yeah. it? Now? Oh, eat oh. it for eating, doing all that murder. Eat it. You deserve it after committing murder. If you have no idea what we're talking about, definitely check out Legend, Legend of Neil. That's so great. Um, this was actually from Topless Robot. Um, this is like nine things we would like to see in the next Assassin's Creed game. Uh, number. Number nine, let's go to Japan already. Oh, that'd be cool. I've been talking about that forever, and I say make it a female assassin. Yeah, they've exactly. Been, they've been so much in talks where they were saying that Desmond and another person, another person of that bloodline would have to get together to make a perfect assassin again. Yeah. Uh, like that. So I was like, well, let's get into this other female assassin's perspective. Let's get into her mindset. And which is funny because there's actually that one that came out, the Assassin's Creed, I think, Liberty uh, which is you play as a female assassin, but the guy who pl- the the person that it's persona he's a male, so like he gets the thing that's his ancestor. So you could still have a male character with a female ancestor, but I say yeah, go to Japan and make it. They actually did a short story with that where a female actually came to Ezio and she was from Japan and she wanted to be taught the way. And I'm like, go ahead and do that. I'm like, this is your guys's universe. You go ahead and do it. I would love to see an Assassin's Creed in Japan. I think that would be fantastic. Uh. This one says, take a page from Watch Dogs. Uh, Assassin's Creed was a success with Prince of Persia, taking the series joyfully, running action, layering, stuff like that. So I guess they're thinking, like, you know, maybe add some elements from the Watchdog. You know, maybe you create, like, panics throughout the street, you know, to get your target or so on and so forth, which is we're ever going to see that Watchdog game. Uh, yeah. Def- and, I, and I agree, too, because, like, you could think about, it, like, all the elements that they've had, like, what I the one aspect I liked about Assassin's Creed is the history portion of it is the fact that like back, throughout the ages they've done all this stuff. Uh, I think a lot of people are more hopeful that they want to see the future, like they want to see present day. Like that, I think was kind of like the idea. Is my understanding was that you go into the past to learn all these techniques, so then by the time you get to the the present, you have all these like things at your disposal to become a better like assassin and like a modern day assassin. And obviously, this is like a futuristic world that they're all living in. So yeah. I thought like that was the whole point of it. So I'm not sure if they're ever going to get there. But I heard there was supposed to be a tie-in with Watch Dogs with that, like how Watch Dogs is kind of set more in the future. Like it's kind of dealing with that as well with like the uh, Templars and stuff. 
So we'll see if it actually is a tie-in or uh, not. The next one they want to see, like, uh, they understand that they create a big uh, world and you want to explore it, but they're like, let the assassin, let your assassin run free. Let you explore. Let you do a bunch of different stuff, not just be limited to, you know, certain amounts of things that you can and cannot do. Uh, so number six is never have another eavesdrop mission. I highly agree. Those were cool in the first one. They got really repetitive in number three, and it was really hard because you had to follow a certain path to listen to these people. Like, you couldn't just go, like, yeah, number one – was at least like you could go like oh, i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go there i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that this one literally was like okay i have to follow this linear path to get to it oh i screwed up i went the wrong way oh i missed uh the rest of the conference oh i failed this mission you know yeah yeah damn it. uh make it an assassin and the world. most part of it is like halfway through he's just like oh, i really want a sandwich you're like god damn it so we eat fresh like okay i get it like yeah and then he turns a corner and then he's like here's the secret location and you're like wait what because you're too busy, like, I tried to, what sandwich did it, was it? Is that part of the mission? Oh, this one is like, my assassin, my way, being able to create your, what your assassin should look like. Oh, that like. would be good, yeah. Kind of doing your, your own thing. Uh, one location, uh, clearly defined, um, I guess, uh, another one, one game, multiplayer assassin, uh, and then I guess the last one they want, get a weird, wilder... Yeah, get weirder with the DLCs. I guess most of the I haven't played any of the new DLCs from the fourth one, but all the ones that I played for three, I thought was like this is shit. Yeah, uh, it wasn't really that great. They literally took everything about Assassin's Creed and threw it out the window. It was like here. Yeah, like we were going to reinvent the whole thing. It's yeah, like, you don't need to. It's fine. It was really weird. So that's uh, this is what uh, Topless Robot wants for the next Assassin's Creed. Uh, I know you're not really you haven't really played too many Assassin's. I played Creed. the first one a little bit. And I had trouble with like some of the control schemes just because it was like running up a building and then my character would jump off and I'd be like what the hell are you doing you know so I got annoying I have the second one downloaded and installed on the 360 because I have it with uh, Ezio you know I have that one yeah. so I'm looking forward to playing it so far what I've gotten to is I've gotten to the part where I think everyone's about to be murdered like all your family members so I'm not too far into the game but yeah, spoiler if no one's played it. I mean, a lot of you already have and know it. But yeah, I'm at the part where no, basically I've like I'm pretty sure the game yeah. has been out for almost like five, five six, six years. years. So I've gotten to that point where I've like I met everyone and I'm like, oh, you're all gonna die because I I called it. Like I'm like, why are you? Why else? Yeah. Would you introduce <laughs> me to all these wonderful people if not to slaughter them? I am them? your brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am your brother. Like, I think my favorite, though, is, like, the games that they do that stuff with is, like, the one with uh, Dragon Age. First time I played Dragon Age, I made my character look really old. Like, yeah. I gave him gray hair and a gray beard. Oh, and, made him your and they're younger looking than I was. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I thought, like, as a game, like, what would have been smart is it to kind of see what your choices were and to then base your parent lineage over that instead of just making, like, a mass character. You know what's weird? They they should literally do that. They should take a page out of the Grand Theft Auto now. Grand Theft yeah, they Auto give 5, you, like, ancestry or Grand Theft Auto 5, they gave you your ancestors, what they should look like and stuff like that to make you look like they, they, if you did that for your character, I think that would actually be a, actually that would be a smart move to do because if you have your parents or if your parents are supposed to be in the game at some point, make it look like your character. I think that would be a genius idea because even with Grand Theft Auto Five, you don't even meet your parents. Like no. your parents are like you know they just said this is your ancestry and stuff like that. But if they were to take a page out of that. I think that would be a smart idea because then you're kind of like oh, okay oh this makes sense now this is why. So if you made your character like really old, your parents oh, are yeah, just yeah. like skeletons like. Or it makes sense, like your parents were killed, like in the Great War, yeah. and you were orphaned or whatever. Like that way, at least you could tie it in. Like, okay, well, yeah, obviously I'm so old now that they would be dead. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I just think it's it was ironic that here I am, like, and then of course it's like your older brother, Gels Vazad, yeah. is like, you know, the champion of fighters. You look at him, and it's like, he looks like he's ten. Yeah. Like who the hell? Hi. He's my older brother. I'm your older brother. So I was, and then I love it too. My favorite thing about the game, though, overall, was just like you're standing there, like covered in blood, and they're having conversations with you, like you couldn't get me this horse for free nickel and you're just like drenched in blood i oh, thought that was great 
So um, before we wrap everything up, uh, yeah, the well, one, something about thief. Yeah, the one last story I found: thief is using the focus ability for stealth or assault in the new game. I guess uh-huh. uh, they have a bit of a movie thing. We'll definitely post this up when the show goes up. Like it's new, um, like, what like it does. but all the new stuff. Now, thief was a game. I think they did thief one and thief two. Now it was uh, PC. I remember. I barely, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was made just for PC. These games and they were very famous games. They're very cool games. It's kind of it's basically kind of like a first. Basically, I would say the game that comes close to it nowadays was probably going to be Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonor is kind of like along the same lines with that, which is funny because I was trying to remember the name of the game yesterday, Dishonor, and I couldn't remember for the life of it because I was trying to tell Pat about it, and I was always like, why can't I remember this game? I can't. Re- I own this game. I have this game right nah. now. Why can't I remember this game? But yeah, it looks really cool. I like the idea of Thief. I, I've actually kind of grown accustomed to, as much as I like a third-person kind of game like this, i actually grown a huge custom to like a first-person uh, kind of stealth game and stuff like that because that's what I liked about Dishonor. That's what I like about uh, uh, Skyrim sometimes when you get your thinking, seeking skills up and things like that. So I've actually drawn a huge custom to this kind of stuff. So this I know game is definitely coming out for PC. I believe it's coming out for Xbox One and it's definitely coming out for PS4. I have a feeling it most likely might not be coming out to Wii U. Um, Possibly, yeah. Whether or not it has anything to do with... Because I know it has nothing to do with the maturity level anymore because Nintendo's just actually been pushing those kind of games out now it's more of if it can actually work on the wii u or if they have to actually work on the controller scheme or whatnot but i'm like at the point like why not bring it out for the wii u don't always have to make it for the game pad just make it for the pro controller because the pro controller has every single button that you need that all the other games controllers has so but we'll see what happens this is actually this looks like a really fun game i don't know when it's coming out they did tease it a little bit last year nothing big this is i would have to say maybe probably one of the first Three minute video they have of this. Yeah, showing you some and I've seen some trailers like of it where I, like it showed like the earlier stage was like you were having a heist trying to stop like an occult thing and you end up like lowering down trying to steal like the thing and something goes wrong and like so it's dealing with that but then it's also dealing with like yeah like it's definitely dealing with more thievery and like that kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I know it's been in the works forever and a lot of people have been talking about it so. We will just have to wait and see the Yeah, movie. so this will definitely be a game I'll pick up for the next-gen console, of course. Um, it should be pretty much fun. So oh, yeah. before we wrap everything up, um, as I ruin everything, we got the upcoming games coming. So, of course, uh, if you have a PlayStation 4, uh, Infamous Second Son is coming out March 21st. Of course, we have Final Fantasy for the PS4 to be decided, hopefully coming out sometime this year. Destiny for Xbox One, PS4, PC coming out September 14th of 2014. Yiba Ninja Gaiden. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think that's uh, Ninja Gaiden is coming out March 3rd, uh, 2014 for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, which is actually kind of funny that they're not even releasing it for the next-gen consoles. So even if you do have old consoles, you're still making brand-new games. Of course, one of the brand-new games that are also coming out in that time frame is going to be the South Park Stick of Truth PS3, Xbox 360 on March 4th. We also have the Final Fantasy X and X2, uh, the PS3 Remake HD, that's also coming out for the PS Vita as well. This is going to be released on March 18th of 2014. 2014 watchdog uh hopefully is coming out sometime this year i'm gonna just push it i'm just gonna call it it's either gonna come out in october or it's gonna come out in november most likely i have a feeling if they don't have a new assassin's creed game coming out this year this will be the game that comes out in october because they do not want to compete with the stupid bullshit of call of duty crap um of course, what's already has come out is Donkey Kong Tropic Freeze that was released on February 21st. That was last Friday. Uh, so I'll be taking that off the list now so you don't have to hear about it anymore. See ya. Um, of course, we got um, 
Super Smash Bros. 4. Again, they have not picked a name for it. It might just be called Super Smash Bros. They have been introducing a lot of new characters coming out for it. No talks about any storyline yet, which I'm actually kind of like, okay, are you going to do a storyline? Are you just going to go back to Melee and beating the crap at each other? Which way? I'm either fine. That will be coming out not only for the Wii U, but the 3DS. We have Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out for the Xbox One and the PS4. It keeps saying 2014, but I have a feeling we're probably not going to see this game until probably sometime next year. Uh, and probably late next year. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Wii U is going to come out in the spring of 2014, so I'm guessing that's either going to be an April or May release for this game, hopefully. Of course, we have Elder Scrolls Online PC. It's coming out for April 4th. It is going to be coming out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. I don't know when. I'm guaranteed the PC one's going to come out first, and then they'll vary it from that. And then we have the Wolfenstein The New Order, Xbox 360, PS3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC is going to be coming out sometime in 2014. And X for the Wii U, that's going to be to be decided, but it's going to be whatever the name is going to be called. That's the game that Kyle and I keep talking about. That's actually one of the games that I actually will be telling people, this might be the game that you will buy a Wii U for. Yeah, definitely. If you don't have a Wii U, I would. this just might be the game that you will buy a Wii U for because it looks... It looks fantastic. It looks really good. So um, that's hopefully is coming out sometime in 2014 as well. Now, we did have our Get Gaming question of the week. Uh, best love story in a game. Shoutouts on episode 71. Now, did anyone answer this, or are we just going to rehash it? Uh, you know, I didn't really get a lot of responses from this one, and I was only using it basically because, obviously, we were in Valentine's mode, and it was kind of like, yeah, like, what but was a good a, But it is a good... Uh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's start kicking it out again this week, because I think there is a lot of good love stories out there, <laughs> and I like to see other people's opinions on this because uh, it's like you could go with the a boy and his blob that's a good love story that's a good gay love story exactly there's uh eat the purple jelly bean i don't want to be a dildo purple eat it eat it, eat uh, it. Fucking uh, yeah. not even just that i mean just think about uh what was it, like a grand theft auto you're a pocket pussy you had like the girlfriends you could try and pick up you so that's like not really a love story but you had like the well interest. you could have a relationship with her but i mean there's the classic love stories such as you know mario and princess peach Link in Legend of Zelda, but even Samus going, in the Metroid. Actually, that is a it pretty, is a love yeah. story. Uh, but then you go into the whole fact of there's all these RPGs with many different love stories, many different layers. You know, I mean, look at uh, look at what's it called. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII, you had two love stories going on in the entire game. I mean, you could either hook up with Ares or you could hook up with T- uh, Tifa. So it was just like mm-hmm. there was that kind of Or you just platform. hit them both before they both die. Well, only one dies. So. Oh, they all die. After Cloud gets to them. Uh, Kyle, where can they find you? Uh, find me at Mooney Studios and, of course, at Arcade underscore Bros on the Twitter feed. How about you, Steve? Where can we find you? You can find me at Stephen Mooney Jr. on Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram. Check out some of my new art pieces as I put to, slowly put together the ideas and concept art for the new webcomic, which I have not yet decided to name, but it's based on the 4i Radio Network. Uh, but you can follow me at S Mooney Jr. Also, don't forget to follow all the other great shows that we're a part of. Also, don't forget to like our web pages as well, such as Arcade Bros, Longbox Cast, Do You Even Brony Bro, uh, Jedi Sith, and Ewok. Uh, socially awkward, uh, the Fro Show, uh, all those great stuff. Starfleet Escape. So definitely, if you want to check out more shows, check out www.4iradio.com for more information. And until next time, kiddos, I would say uh, keep on gaming. Game.
This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. You see in Skyrim, a flute and a flower, jello pudding pop, you're now a pudding cup. 49.95! No! But all.